0: Candace Cameron Beret and Candace Cameron Beret star as twins who swap lives. Our lives could not be more different. No kidding. And discover that Christmas is better when they work together. You always make Christmas awesome, just like mom used to. With Happy the Dog and introducing Natasha Beret. Mom? Yes. Switch for Christmas on Hallmark Channel. Alright, let's start with the good. This movie co stars Happy the Dog. Happy the Dog, according to the uh, commercial break interviews with Candace Cameron Beret, was a rescue. And this is his first film. And he does quite well. So I almost want to end the review there with the positive, because it's Christmas and I feel like we should be, you know, in that vein. But damn it, that's not the way it works around here. I picked Switch for Christmas. And damn it, we're going to talk about Switched for Christmas. And we can't just talk about Happy the Dog because he's a very small part of the movie. Although he is very cute. So there. That's a good thing. Rest of the movie is a Hallmark movie about... Christmas and starring not just one Candace Cameron Bure but two Candace Cameron Berets, henceforth known as CCB because I can't keep saying Candace Cameron Beret without doing something really weird to my mouth. Now as most of you probably know by now um, CCB is kind of the I would say unofficial queen of Hallmark if you are ranking in terms of perceived value to that network uh, I would say you go CCB Lacey Chabert followed by maybe at that point maybe a duel between Lori Loughlin and Alicia Witt I don't really know from there on how it goes but CCB for the last how many years has done a Hallmark movie and not just a Hallmark movie she does the Hallmark movie. Last year she had the one where she time travels I think and this year she has the one where she plays twins. Uh, Seemingly there's nothing supernatural about Switched for Christmas but what is kind of more jaw-dropping is that clearly Hallmark's Budgeting primarily went to this movie for all of the mirror film and all the effects they have to use to have CCB in the shot as two different characters, kind of, for the whole movie. I'll say that aspect of it's not bad. They, it's not ever that obvious that they are clearly not, you know, in the same frame or so on. This technically is fine as far as the twin effect goes. So, hey, that's the second thing you did good. Switch for Christmas Uh, Again how do we know this is one of Hallmark's You know more uh, Prestigious or you know Kind of one of the films They were banking on more Not only do we have the movie starring Their you know golden child We also have CCB hosting basically this movie So between commercial breaks She shows up sitting there with Happy the Dog Right next to her Giving little facts about the movie And facts about Hallmark And different products you should be buying This Christmas So again uh, I'm glad I picked this movie to do this year Because it's clearly like the banner film For Hallmark And now we'll talk about the rest of it Which might not be as good So Switched for Christmas uh, star- is directed by Lee Freelander. Uh, not an overly notable name, um, female, so that is something we haven't talked about, but Hallmark and Lifetime are pretty good about hiring a lot of women behind the scenes. There was a very good article in on the AV Club a couple of years ago about the Hallmark Christmas movies and that is one of the things that I really, you know, as dismissive as I can be about how these movies, um, you know, treat women and imagine women and their roles and stuff, I will give them a lot of credit for putting women behind the films. CCB is also a producer on this film, so there's that. Uh, Lee Freelander has other movies on her IMDb, as you might expect. They all kind of sound like Lifetime or Hallmark movies. Killer Coach, which I obviously need to see, A Gift-Wrapped Christmas, and so on. So Switch for Christmas uh, is also written, I should say, by... Uh, somebody who is now familiar to us uh Tracy Andrine, as well as Lee Freelander. and Tracy Andreen you will know from the bottom of season three stocking stuffers barrel thus far and that would be the spirit of Christmas that was the official coal in the stocking so far this year so Switch for Christmas what's it about it tells a very simple story about a pair of sisters One is named Kate, and Kate is a, stop me if if you've heard this one, a high-powered corporate something, something. I actually have no idea what she does. Something with real estate, projects, business, 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 and she lives and works in downtown Denver, which is apparently a very happening area. She loves her career and, you know, hates life because that's the way things are. Kate's sister is named Chris, and Chris is a divorcee, uh, a also a school art teacher, and she has two teenage kids, one of whom is played by Candice Cameron Bure's actual daughter something, Bure, Natasha Bure? Yeah, Natasha Bure, and she's actually fine. Probably a better actor than her mother, which we're going to get to in a moment. So Kate and Chris are as different as sisters can be. One of them wears her hair in a ponytail because she's an art teacher and a mom and the other one wears her hair down because she's a hard-working corporate business 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 and their mother is dead of course their father uh kind of plans a lunch for them where they both think they're having lunch with him he instead kind of says nope you're having lunch together because you need to spend more time together So they sit down to have lunch, and as they do, uh, very quickly, it turns into, my life is so hard, you wouldn't understand. No, my life is so hard, you wouldn't understand. You don't know what it's like to be corporate business, business, business. Oh, well, you don't know what it's like to be a mom, blah, blah, blah. So... They decide, because, in part, both have tasks they don't want to do. So Kate, to the corporate businesswoman has to has been taken off her like real estate million dollar deal in order to plan the company's Christmas party because that's equally important. And she hates that kind of thing. So she's annoyed. Chris uh, every year organizes or art designs the Christmas town schools winter Wonderland. Uh, But there is a new Parent, wealthy parent in town Who is donating money to the Public school and In order to revamp The Winter Wonderland and the principal needs To please this new donor Slash parent. I don't know if you can do That but I guess you can in Denver or Not Denver, I'm sorry, Littleton. That's very Important. Kate lives in Denver Chris lives in the tiny town of Littleton Where nothing ever happens but Some things do as we know Uh, So Chris doesn't really want to redesign the Wonderland according to these specifications And Kate doesn't want to organize a Christmas party So what are, what is a pair of twins supposed to do But obviously switch and do a swap Now granted, um, I have a, I'm have kind of fascinated and freaked out by twins I, I just find twins kind of creepy in a lot of ways No offense if you're a twin out there But I'm kind of convinced that you have superpowers Whether you acknowledge them or not Uh, and I will say if I had a twin sister, I'd be doing that shit all the time. I'm not good in math She's good in math. You know what? I'm not going to math class. She's going to math class That's just the way you would do these kinds of things, right? So I like the setup. The setup is fine. They switch. Um, it's good timing because the school year is over Um, so chris Uh, okay, it's gonna get very confusing Chris, which is the mom character, doesn't have to teach anymore. And the kids are supposed to be staying with the ex-husband, but Flipperoo, they're not. However, she tells the kids what's going on. So there's no like fake momming, which is good because that'd be kind of creepy. So they both kind of live each other's lives for a week. And this movie could be pretty much summed up by um, Candace Cameron Bure says a line as Chris Cut to Candace Cameron Bray saying The same line in the same exact manner As Kate And that goes on for most of the movie Now of course there are love interests thrown in But uh oh Chris is Kate is falling for this guy But this guy thinks she's Kate And Kate is Chris is falling for this guy But he thinks she's Chris Oh my god what's ever a Woman to do oh, This This was kind of a hard one To get through It's it's You know, we had a good run, and then they kind of flattened out a bit. And this one feels flat. And the biggest problem here is that there's plenty of opportunity for it to be fun, right? You're playing two characters. That's exciting. Unless you're Candace Cameron Bure and only have the ability to play one character in every movie you're in. Which is especially a bad thing when you're two characters in one movie. Uh, There is absolutely no difference in Kate or Chris's voice or mannerisms. I mean, their lines are different because one of them talks about business and the other one talks about children, but they are, you really would be forgiven for never knowing which one is which. Um, it's, of course, kind of, you know, convenient that both of them happen to have the exact same haircut and hair color uh, and to be the same exact size, although they try to pretend that Chris is bigger because she doesn't fit into Kate's jeans but then she fits into everything else Kate owns so obviously that's not the case and it's also weird because Kate obviously like has you know eats nothing but smoothies and vegetables whereas Chris makes bacon and eggs every day and yet somehow they're the same size is that a twin thing? I don't know but that's the, essentially the bulk of the movie is organizing a Christmas party and organizing a winter wonderland and the steaks being these Uh, Two possible relationships Which have only begun For like less than a week Um, That's where all the investment In this movie comes in It is not one of the big life or death ones So let's just really jump Into the 10 parts of whether or not it fits all of our check boxes for a cozy garden Christmas. So number one is our lead in need of a lesson and here jackpot because we get two of them. Uh, Kate is obviously the one that really needs to learn stuff because business is her big thing but as we know from watching 10 of these movies this year business is never the answer in life. So Kate needs to learn. I don't really know even know what she learns. There is I guess like more important than anything in the movie is that the sisters kind of bond with each other through all of this uh where they kind of say oh i didn't realize your life is kind of hard yeah your life is kind of hard too we're friends now Uh, i guess that's a good thing but it's still not that interesting but so kate needs to learn business not all there is i don't know what chris needs to learn i guess that um like make her kids do chores which Kate makes them do, and then Chris is like, oh yeah, I should have been doing that all this time as a mother, so that's good, I guess. Uh, Number two is our setting, and jackpot, guys, because this movie doesn't just give us a big bad city, and it doesn't just give us a charming small town, it even gives us a self-proclaimed winter wonderland. Okay, we got the big bad city is Denver, and it's presented as a Bustling metropolis Where you know all the kids want to Go get out of this small town And make it in Denver Uh, I don't think this was filmed in Denver Whatsoever, I'm pretty sure All of this was filmed in Salt Lake City, Utah Probably in spring Because I haven't been to Colorado But I'm pretty sure one could not stand outside In Colorado in December With a uh, light wool coat And no gloves Uh, The charming small town is In this case Littleton Which is, uh, I'm pretty sure there's like over a million people or many thousands of people living in Littleton. Let's actually look into that. Okay, 41,000. Not a million. I don't know numbers, though. That's why I would have sent my twin to do all of this, you know, research. But alas, I have none. Anyway, Littleton is not like a tiny Hamlet, like... Hollyville or Christmasland Like most of these places but in this movie It is presented as such so we will accept It as such and then lastly our Magical winter wonderland again The arch uh, city The arch village Santa Village whatever you want to call it is Called winter wonderland so it's like They've listened to what I had to say And made a movie for me Only they misread what I actually want out of These movies which is to be good Or entertaining in some way Then again, they do put a dog in it. So maybe they do get me. I don't know. Moving on. Number three, our bland love interest. Again, we get a twofer. And it's, you know, we do very much get a case of uh, one. It's a good mix, in a sense. So the guy, I don't even know their names. And I don't really give a shit because there, you know you figure you have A 90 minute movie and From that 90 minutes you have to split it now Between two characters who are dealing with Other stuff other than their love interests So now keep splitting it in half Like each guy probably gets like eight minutes of screen Time in total so the guy who Is wooing uh, Kate as Chris is an Old high school crush Who there was through a misunderstanding Involving ice skating um, Stood her up Although he thinks she stood him up uh, You know it's really important Because everybody in their early 30s Has once said to themselves Boy life would have been so different If I had met that guy For ice skating when I was 16 Because your whole life would change So that guy is the aforementioned dad Who donates money to his son's public school And falls in love with Kate As Chris Then there is The Uh, oh and he also helps her put up Christmas lights so you know that there is the manual labor slash Christmas tradition wooing um, ritual involved there so that's again a checkbox on the Chris as Kate side there's an architect who works at Kate's firm or realty company or whatever the fuck it is and He, for whatever reason, like, helps out with the Christmas party, and then they start spending a lot of time together. And he's an architect, but he likes to get his hands dirty, see? He has, like, you know, smudge on his face because he was designing something and got it on his face because he's a man's man, see? And um, most importantly, uh, you know that he is meant for Chris because they both have a dream board. He says dream board as she's saying dream board, and they kind of look at each other, and it's... That moment that you know you were meant to be with this person because they also do Pinterest what else does a relationship need I, I don't know uh, I will say the guy who is that guy the guy with the dream board uh, he's cute and you could do worse than having that actor as the bland love interest in these movies he had like an ease about him he was pretty charming I wouldn't mind seeing him in other movies Ideally not with Candace Cameron Bray, who has nothing of the spark that you look for in these movies. Uh, moving on, our montage, Week two do we get montages? Guys, we, we have twins, so of course we get montages. We have constantly like, oh my god, this one's lifestyle is making smoothies, and this one's is making eggs, and they're so different. Uh, some of these montages include... A my favorite which is the product Placement montage so throughout The movie again as I said Candace Cameron Bray is like doing these sort of commercials For it and at one point um, She is just Talking about the movie as a Giant picture of Balsam Hill decorating Of their logo comes up And then underneath the big banner says Like you know Christmas decorations For Switch for Christmas provided By Balsam Hill decorating and therefore, we actually get a Balsam Hill decorating montage set two. can you get it? Can you guess it? Yeah. Oh, Christmas tree. Now, we also get a making a gingerbread house with architectural precision montage, which is followed immediately by another Chris S. Kate with the architect guy doing a montage where they are decorating for the Christmas party. And if that wasn't enough The final shot of the film is just a montage Of everybody happy at Christmas So again Rules of twins, you double everything Therefore we have four Moving on to dead parents and dead wife We get a dead mom, you heard it in the trailer We hear it very soon Uh, It comes up, and every time it comes up It's like everybody's having a regular conversation and then suddenly it's your mom would have liked it this way and later when the twins are talking and they're kind of like this was actually fun yeah we should do this again wow i'm so glad i got to know you mom would have loved it and every time there's a piano that swells it is not just a dead mom it is a dead mom music cue and that's something kind of special number six our sassy sidekick um I guess you could say that Kate has an assistant and shockingly, she's not the only person of color in the movie. Chris's uh, principal is, is black, but Kate's assistant is of course the only black woman in the movie as is so often the case. And yes, she has earrings and our second film this year that has a character named Emily. So therefore best character in the movie. Number seven, the evil woman, uh, Kate's boss, uh, who something real estate, something, something is, uh, initially comes across as pretty harsh and you think she's going to like destroy the Christmas party because she doesn't want karaoke there, but then she softens up and wins the ugly sweater Christmas contest. So we are thwarted there. Number eight, slapstick. Um, Yeah, we, we get it in the worst possible way chris as kate um again school of bella swan clumsiness so she has to do things like wear high heels which she doesn't do so naturally she keeps falling and spilling things meanwhile kate as chris you know doesn't know how to prepare meals for people so her clumsiness comes in the form of overcooking eggs and messing up bacon and also not knowing how to open up bacon like she has a you know plastic thing of bacon and I don't I don't want to speak too harshly because I actually get really annoyed when I buy goat cheese and the goat cheese uh is self-described as being easy open and there's even like a goat smiling and giving you the thumbs up as you're supposed to just peel something and open it and there's your goat cheese but every time I end up just stabbing the entire um tube of goat cheese and squeezing it out and getting it everywhere and it just never is easy open as they claim. So maybe I should cut Kate as Chris some slack for not knowing how to open a thing of bacon but it's it it's not that hard. That's all I'm saying it's not that hard. Uh, There is also a flour everywhere during the baking montage so there you go. Sage old person um, we do indeed get the twins' father, who is the only person who can tell them apart, and credit to that guy because since it's Candace Cameron Bure giving the exact same performance twice, I hey that that guy knows his shit, and he will occasionally again he's the really the instrument in driving this plot because he is forcing these twins to connect again. Uh, and Santa Claus, shockingly, no. What can you do? You can't have it all, you know. Um, bonuses are public domain holiday songs. Yes. As I said, we get Oh, Christmas Tree, really bad lip syncing to Oh, Christmas Tree, uh, like worse than A Christmas Kiss lip syncing, but we also get in the opening credits, um, we we have Baby It's Cold Outside as sung by Avril Lavigne and John Blue. And the only reason I know this is because the song is playing during the opening credits. And then during the opening credits, uh, there is actually a credit to Baby It's Cold Outside sung by Avril Lavigne and John Blue. So again, this is the Hallmark movie. Trying to figure out what what to call it Like it's like their A plus movie or their Premiere movie or something Where it's the one that they put a little more money behind Like paying Avril Lavigne to do something Oh maybe that's your Canada Uh, bonus too I didn't think I had one but now I do Uh, also product placement as I said we get the balsam hill decorating montage um, close-up all of it's there this also makes this the rare um, cozy cardigan film to not demonize fake trees mostly because balsam hill is all about fake trees so that's what they make cloying child um, we have kids you know we have Chris's two children, who are thankfully not terrible. Again, CCB's daughter is fine. Um, seems natural on camera. She is not terrible. Uh, younger kids, fine. So, all right. Thank you. I, I didn't like much of you, Switch for Christmas, but I appreciate that you didn't throw horrible children in my way. Thank you. Ice skating. Guys do we have ice skating in this movie We have so much ice skating in this movie So the whole thing is like Winter Wonderland has to have an ice rink Because that's a big thing And the wealthy benefactor Father love interest um, Really like missed ice skating So of course we're going to have an ice skating rink And we do have an ice skating rink But more importantly we actually find out A major plot point revolves around Ice skating because Okay so the guy The wealthy benefactor dad of the public school who Chris is Kate no Kate as Chris Is falling in love with so Their whole like past thing Was that they had A date uh, When like they were 16 and She thinks he never showed up but He did show up he showed up early And he saw or thought he saw Her kissing another dude That dude was obviously somebody being Kissed by Chris but he didn't know they were twins, or didn't realize they were twins because they look exactly the same. So he'd be forgiven for that. Um, but so that was all like at an ice rink, and they never got to ice skate together. And now they do. So yeah. Oh, end, and end. If you didn't have a nice enough ice skating, I'll give you one more bit of ice skating uh the end of the movie they are each given a present by their dad who says like oh these were from your mom she must have wrapped them before she died because remember she's dead piano cue and what are they they're ice skates so dead mom got them ice skates again to bring them closer together maybe it will be like a blades of glory thing where the two of them form a same-sex pairs figure skating team one could only dream for the sequel uh canadianism as we, as we said avril lavigne so there the rest I guess would be Utahisms uh and then a character with a Christmas name I mean one of the characters name is Chris isn't that a Christmas name it's half of the word Christmas so yes yes it is I do not particularly recommend this one it's it's not offensive but it's just kind of dull and it Again, I said this about the Lacey Chabert one. I feel like Hallmark really phoned it in this year. And now, granted, these are... So I watched two from 2017. I may... God damn it. I may have to go in and watch more just to see if this was in overall thing if they've kind of gotten to the point where they're so fast with these and they're filming them in July so nobody really is in the Christmas spirit when they make them and the formula is down to such a T but I gotta say the 2017 Hallmark films are leaving me wanting a lot more they just are lacking that spark um and I know I'm saying this about a movie that co-stars a dog named Happy who was a rescue dog turned actor I should have more love for this one I just don't so not not one I'd recommend uh, and it just puts me in a dour mood I'm gonna have to find something really wacky to close this out because so far it's not doing it and we cannot end on a dull ccb movie also fuck Candace Cameron Bure for being um a, a pretty horridly conservative um evil christian woman blah 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 that, that doesn't take anything away I think Lacey Chabert is kind of that way too but I can get past that because these movies aren't kind of talking talking with that I just still want it to be good like Melissa Joan Hart can be terrible in movies and she's a terrible human being but sometimes you know her stuff is enjoyable <sighs> so now I'm in a bad mood all right on that note let's listen to some uh, Del Rubio triplet action and call it a night hey hey listen baby you hear that Yeah, it's the heavenly intonations of the Del Rubio triplets. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. When you're in town, later on we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. The face and the brave, the plans that we made, walking in the winter wonderland. La la la, la la la, la la la, la la la, a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight, walking in the winter wonderland. La la la. of a parade, the we made, walking in the winter wonderland. Uh, uh. <laughs> Fella, a snowman! <laughs> you know, Pee-wee, they say if you stare at a snowman long enough, he'll come to life. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Ah!